All right. Good morning, wonderful world. Welcome, everybody, to today's Enter the Metaverse podcast. Today, we have special guest Michael Thornhill, co-founder of the multidimensional center Casa Galactica uh, for healing and evolution, where they practice the plant medicine of ayahuasca. Uh, Michael's passion is to help others heal from traumas, have a connection with spirit, and to for people to have their own innate multidimensional abilities. So, Michael, um, welcome to our podcast. Sean, Nathan, thank you both so much for, for having me on the show. I am thoroughly excited for where we shall go in this conversation today. So thank you so much for, for having me. Yeah. yeah, thanks for coming. Really excited to meet you and chat with you. There's a lot of things that you do down there that I'm very interested in. So uh, yeah, I'm going to listen with a lot of patience and excitement. So I want to ask you the question first um, about your history before you got into being a co-founder at this uh, healing center. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me about your history. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm from the UK. I grew up in North Wales and I guess you could say I was kind of in and out of trouble growing up. I was always very good at school, which was kind of, I always knew that that was my, that was my kind of ticket out from where I was growing up. There was some trouble with gangs that were, that were uh, quite aggressive towards me, threatening to kill me. Um, I kind of got into drugs um, early, early on smoking weed and drinking. And then later on it progressed to, to kind of harder drugs. And but yeah, I was kind of, I, I was playing sport a lot when I was a kid and that was also kind of my other outlet. And then I dislocated my shoulder and I wasn't able to play uh, sport. I wanted to play sport professionally. And then I kind of like really down spiraled further into the kind of depression and the drugs and the drinking and the partying and all of that. And um, I studied chemistry at the university of Manchester and I was DJing, uh, partying a lot at the same time. And then I, after university, I graduated and got myself a job in recruitment and headhunting for energy companies. And I was really good at that. And it was never meant to be, it was never meant to be a career for me. I just kind of came out of uni and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And there's a job available and I got into it and I was quite good. But it was always a part of me that was kind of, I would say, the rebel, the person who didn't really want to conform to society that wasn't really buying into the whole rat race and all of that. But I found myself slowly as I was kind of earning more money, kind of getting into that uh, field, becoming good at it, becoming quite successful with that coming kind of accolades and things like that. I thought to myself, well, I can, I can do well in this business and then I can kind of retire and then do something that I want. I think that, that kind of, that kind of idea that we somehow have in our society that I'm going to work my whole life. And then when I finished working, then I'm going to enjoy my life. Then I'm going to live my life. So there was always this kind of, there was always this at the, in the, in the background of me wanting to, to change and shift or whatever it might be. But I found myself, I was actually living in Berlin at the time uh, when I'd actually founded my own company and we were working with renewable energy. We were giving money back to charities. Uh, we were doing, we were doing some really good work and it was really exciting and really fun. 
Um, but still stressful. And I still found myself, even then when I didn't have the bosses breathing down my neck, even then when I didn't have all of this idea of needing to perform for other people uh, there at the forefront, I still found myself uh, using a lot of drugs. Um, I even had even more free time, even more money. And that kind of just enabled me to like live what I would say a hedonistic lifestyle. Yet I was actually escaping. I was escaping from life. Uh, it was the life that I was then escaping that I decided to investigate after my mother passed away uh, about six years ago. Uh, she was ill all my life. And th there's a few, quite a few times that I thought she was going to die. But when she actually died, it kind of hit me. And it was juxtapositioned with um, the kind of great sadness of that experience. And then also the level of relieving of burden from being with someone who's ill all of your life. And I, I never traveled too far away because, or for any extended periods of time because I, I knew that she was ill and she would require help and assistance. But through that process of, of grieving, of going through the funeral, I decided that, look, I, I don't really want to be addicted to drugs. Um, I really don't want to just lose my own life. And I could feel that if I was carrying on in the way that I was going, uh, partying for extended periods of time and days on end, then that would have an expiry date or my body would have an expiry date, perhaps much sooner than, than what I'd actually prefer. So that was really the big spiritual awakening for me that was started me to look at meditation and start going into meditation. Uh, I started working with a sound healer slash Reiki healer and ended up getting in contact with my mother's spirit throughout that process, which was, I, you know, I'm a chemistry guy, um, partying, logical, not believing in spirituality, rebelled against religion um, for many different reasons of, the, of organized religion, all this type of stuff. So when this experiences started to happen to me, it was just very... Um, Profound. So something, something about it was very true, but then there's also the whole kind of ingrained belief systems, upbringing, uh, peers that couldn't really make sense of that. But there was a, I would say there was something inside me that awakened that it was a, enough of a question that was really a rhetorical question in a sense. It's like, what, what really is this all about? What really is really here because I'm having a direct experience of something that's undeniable. I'm crying. My whole body's relieving. I'm doing these sessions. I'm starting to feel better. What's this all about? And then there's the whole mind there that's like, mm, you know, don't tell too many people about this or what's really going to go on with this. And anyway, through this process, I heard about ayahuasca from the sound healer and she told me about this and I started to investigate this. And she actually told me, she said, you know, you're not ready to do this right now. And part of me was then the rebel in me comes back up. It's like, someone tells me I'm not ready to do something. I'm going to prove everyone that I am ready. So I went through this, I went through finding my own kind of resources for this. And when I was living in Germany in Berlin at the time, there was, um, it was an ayahuasca retreat and I went to it and I had this completely profound awakening journey, had even more contact with my mother, uh, found that the, uh, source or one of the main sources of the addictions was this lack of unconditional love in my life that I didn't even know what unconditional love was like until I experienced it. It's kind of like one of those things that you don't know what you're missing until you kind of, you experience it. And then you're like, well, this is what I've been trying to recreate synthetically with all of this escaping, trying to find this connection with others, this unconditional love. 
so to kind of kind of wrap this kind of section up throughout that process there was there was some more profound experiences that i decided after having this awakening firstly i stopped drinking smoking doing drugs i've not done hard drugs since i smoked marijuana a couple of times afterwards and kind of stopped drinking for quite a period of time then drank a little bit again and then realized now this is just my path is a sober path but that's been kind of like the extended period of time but the kind of summary of that is <clears throat> that, the, that the core of the addictions shifted, changed, and healed in a way that never happened before. That even though I tried to stop smoking, stop drinking, it was very finite in its, its time span. And I, there was a real substantial change that happened in my life. And then I started to question institutions, the work, the rat race, the capitalism, all these other things that I was doing, the company that I was running. I subsequently decided that I should surround myself with spiritual teachers that would help me integrate this experience because I felt like I'd gone through a portal, mm -hmm. but I knew that I wasn't fully in that new world yet. And that if I didn't surround myself with energies that would help anchor that new vibration in, I felt and knew that I would be succumbed by addictions, the peer groups, the DJing, the partying, the work, the money, the institutions, the family, the friends, all those voices. So I went to India for a month. And I studied Reiki intensively with a very, very uh, great and well-renowned Reiki master. And I just landed as this businessman in Dharamshala in India with uh, three or four uh, different women from a couple from India and a couple from around the world who'd been studying spiritually for a period of time. And I was just kind of like, hey, I'm in this new world. I don't know anything about it. And for me, that was a scary experience too, because, you know, studying chemistry, uh, running a business, uh, knowing all of the stuff about the recruitment job that I would do. There's a lot of ego and identity built up in knowing things, knowing what to do. And it was just a complete different world. So I surrendered to that. I remember at one point they even bought me these different white, uh, white linen shirt and white linen pants. And I put those on, and I was just like completely different experience of seeing myself. And it's not something that I, I genuinely, I don't own those anymore, but it was, it was just, the, the, the imagery I'm, I'm sharing is it was a complete transformation into this other world. I stayed in India and Nepal uh, for a few months, uh, went to a yoga retreat, was actually doing some spiritual work and teaching work and kind of sharing some of the stuff I, I taught. And then it wasn't, and then it was in, I think it was then 2017, the beginning of 2017, that I then found myself booked into an extensive period of time into an initiation, shamanic initiation course into the jungle to learn and study with uh, different teachers, to learn to hold ayahuasca ceremony, to learn to facilitate ceremonies. Um, throughout that period of time, I met my wife, Jamie, who, who we then co-founded co Casa Galactica. She's from the States. She's from Oklahoma. Um, but we were working and training and studying together for an extended period of time. Uh, honing our skills and also developing what we now call and is known as trauma-informed care, which is not something that we've developed per se, but our own, I would say, style of trauma-informed care within plant medicines that helps people who've got ex extreme levels of trauma, PTSD, depression, anxiety, uh, or even people who have not got that diagnosed. We hold space for people to be able to come and heal and evolve, taking into account that people might have deep levels of trauma. So throughout my period of time over this last six years, part of the other um, underlying cause of the addictions, which I was able to uncover and heal and unravel, 
was violent sexual and ritual abuse that was completely unacknowledged, was completely repressed, that I had no idea about. So every time that I tried to heal from these addictions, life was just unbearable. So it's taken me working with plants, uh, working multidimensionally with different beings and energies, uh, therapies, um, and other things to heal at the root cause of that. So what we really do from kind of the summary of that journey of where we've been is we help people to heal and evolve, activate their intuition, empower their healing, embody their truth, come back to the non-dual nature of reality, to the infinite oneness, to recognize that all the healing that you seek is within yourself, that we are multidimensional beings connected to multidimensional energies, uh, plants, beings, extraterrestrials, and that we can use these energies, these connections to be able to transform and catalyze our our healing and evolution on planet earth, dissolve karma before the incarnation of what we've came into, and then live a life full with bliss, joy, and happiness. And really right now we're in that transition from third to fourth density. where we're coming from that separate self back to unconditional love, back to the heart. So the story, which I've mentioned has been the foundations of that plus uh, years of inner work, uh, studying with plants and continuing to hone what we would say is our own inner truth. That was com- that was absolutely well said. I'm first. I'm going to say, Nathan, you're muted. Um, and then, and then, yeah. uh, that was thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that, that was great whole story. Point. Like, I was like, you need a breather. Uh-huh. <laughs> need some water. Um, but yeah, like, so many questions I can I can ask. Nathan, I know you. I saw you're taking a lot of notes there. Oh you yeah. First, before I ask any questions, I just wanted to point out a few things that you said that I really uh resonated with uh like one was for sure so i also work in addictions as well i work uh in trauma informed practice as well i work with children zero to five who are at high risk for addiction we're trying to recognize the signs and the patterns of addiction as early as possible and work with kids so i'm definitely fascinated with all this kind of stuff and so like one thing that you said that just kind of resonated with me was the core of addiction being the lack of unconditional love and uh there was a bunch of other stuff that you said that i really liked like surrendering to knowing uh you know just the idea that it is a surrender essentially and uh, and you have to surrender your whole past life to this new way and uh i'm i'm myself like i struggle with addiction too essentially i mean all of us do right i think and um and just your commitment to that idea of like the sober path and 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 getting away from the rat race essentially you you underwent this uh transformation and you recognize that for you to continue being who you need to be you had to make some very difficult changes you had to surrender what you knew and was comfortable with and what you know people kind of give accolades for in in your immediate community you had to realize like no that's not for me and you had to go find your own path so uh i loved your story i thought it was great i definitely have more questions about your uh healing center and and what you're doing right now where you're at but uh Sean, I'll just pass it to you to ask if there's anything specific questions you have for about the story or 
or anything like that. Uh, I'll let him answer your questions first because okay. I think it's fresh there. So let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell us then about specifically your center? So, um, how, what were the things that you wanted uh, specifically for people to experience when they came to you? What's the process of coming to your center? Like if say me, me being somewhere on the other side of the world, how, what would it be like for me to be like, geez, I need to go to this center for a period of time. I don't know what it would look like, but I need to undergo some kind of transformation. How would I go about doing something like that? Absolutely. Well, Nathan, firstly, thank you for sharing more about your your work and your own story. I just think that's I think that's very profound uh, working with with people in that zero to five bracket because it, it, the energy that feels that come up, if that can be identified at that age before those addictions and those addictive tendencies like crystallize into kind of habits and behaviors, wow! I mean, what a different life that you're that you're able to to give people and. That just sounds really, really beautiful, and I uh, can I can feel in your voice your your passion for that assistance and being of service. So beautiful, and thank Thanks. you for sharing that um, yeah. with us. Um, and yes, the other thing I wanted to just quickly comment as well was my mistake might have been, or I wouldn't say a mistake, or what my lesson has been is that when I, I remember that time when I was in India. And we were doing muscle testing. This is the first time I'd heard of muscle testing, whether I should go home or I should extend my trip. And I ended up staying traveling. I remember how scared I was and how scared I was when I was like not going back. And then how scared I was when I was leaving my company and how scared I was at that. And I thought, oh, well, once I've done this, then it'll be fine. But what I've learned is that life is a continuous a continuous letting go, a continuous letting go of identities. You know, we've let go of our life in the jungle. We used to work and live in the jungle. We've had to let go of that. So this continued purification process. And what I've learned through that process is that if we can, if we can relinquish identifying more and more with those new things, even though that they're more and more aligned, it gives more freedom for our, our true self to shine through to more to shapeshift just like water never really takes the identity of the vase that it's in it's always fluid and ready to move into the next thing so that's what my that's what my experience and advice that i would give to anyone going through any changes is to be deep be prepared for constant change within that and that for me has enabled more and more of these things uh, such as our new center which i'm about to tell you about to come into manifestation because not holding on to the things that no longer serve us uh, as much gives more time space for the energy of the infinite creation to manifest through us. So mm. we're based in Pisac in Peru in the sacred Valley. And I'm just going to give you a little view to the mountains behind us. If it's not overexposed. Nice. It's hard to see, but you can see the, the outline. Wow. <laughs> So that's this is this is the Andean Mountains behind us. Mm. So we're in the we're in the Cusco region. So for anyone who doesn't know where that is, it's the same region as uh, Machu Picchu. So you okay. can kind of start to think that's a few hours away from us. So we're here in this quaint little town, which is I'm sat in our house here, and our, our retreat center is just next door, our center for multidimensional healing and evolution, and we have. Uh, retreats 
for just four people. And they're mm. 10 day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. And we've chosen to work with such small groups. We've worked with larger groups in the jungle before. We've worked with larger groups and we've done this and we've worked at other centers and we've done our own retreats in that way. But as we've come out of the pandemic and as we've really stepped into more and more of our own truth and really, really embodied what it is that we're here to, to help people with, this intimate environment where people can come to us in a setting for just four peoples feels like it's the, the optimum environment for be, us to be able to really work deeply, safely, uh, integrously, and trauma-informed with people who may have any myriad of different situations that they're coming to work with us. We work with people who are in the depths of addiction or who have conditions such as Lyme disease or other illnesses and, and, and conditions uh, through to uh, trauma, either acknowledge trauma or are just experiencing the symptoms of trauma but are not really sure as why perhaps they're unable to hold down a relationship or or work or or um feel fulfilled in life or find themselves really angry or triggered or whatever it may be so we have people who come to us who just want kind of what they might describe as kind of like at the end of the road of trying to heal themselves and are not able to kind of understand what that process is then we have people who are also here looking for deep levels of uh, multidimensional understanding, uh, evolution, recognizing themselves as the infinite creator, uh, traversing multidimensional realms, communicating with plant spirits and other guides and beings. And what we genuinely find is that it's, it's people that have a plethora of different entry points into the work with us, which we would describe if you look at one side of the spectrum as healing and one side of the spectrum as evolution. But really, it's more like a DNA helix intertwining and every part of healing has evolution and every part of evolution has healing. So we really describe that as 10-day ayahuasca healing and evolution retreats. And that really speaks to the type of people that want to come and heal and evolve with us. So taking it back a step, the first thing that we have in mind always is safety, uh, health and wellness of everyone who works with us first do no harm. So we have a very strict uh, very detailed and thorough intake process, which you, when you go to book a retreat with us, you have a very extensive form to fill out of your mental, emotional, spiritual history, uh, any pharmaceuticals, any any illnesses that you might have pre-existing conditions. So we can really talk through and like make an assessment to make sure that any of the work that you do with us will be safe, uh, not contraindicated. If for any reason that is contraindicated, then we have other ways that we work with people online. We have other ways that we work with people with not ayahuasca. We also have people who come to the retreats, but just participate in a few different medicines. They don't participate in all of them because it's still very profound in its healing experience. So firstly, we wanna make sure that we have everyone's safety. A part of that trauma-informed care is really giving people an informed consent. So we give as much information as we can about what the process is on our website. It's very, very thorough of what you're going to expect to experience. And we also give free 30-minute consultations for anyone. So anyone who's interested or listening and is just like, I think it might be for me. I have some questions about my own situation. You can just connect with us and have a free consultation before you even make any commitment because we really just want to provide that thorough service so that people can feel safe, welcomed, secure. When you choose to come and do this really deep work, it's important that we're building trust from the get-go. Because in our experience, the more trust that we can build in those experiences, the more trust that is earned, because we earn your trust through demonstration, through action, through purpose, 
we find that people are able to be able to be more vulnerable, more open, more receptive and go deeper into their own process. So we have a very thorough onboarding process. We have online workshops that you already start studying at home before you come. We have a group orientation session. You also have a a one-on-one preparation session with us where we go through everything that you filled out on your form. And then once you're accepted onto the retreat, once we've done the filled out the form and once we've had that session with you, you then get accepted onto the retreat and then you get all the information that's required to then get to the airport uh, near to us. So you fly into Lima and then you come to the Cusco airport. Then we pick you up. We pick you up at the airport. Um, at the time being, we're still currently doing uh, COVID tests for everyone at the moment, uh, just to ensure that everyone is um, COVID free before we enter into the retreat and we have our full COVID policy online. Uh, we are hoping that over a period of time that this is actually just going to be something that is a thing of the past. But for the time being, we're just still edging, erring on the side of caution just to ensure that everyone's safe on our retreats in that way. Mm-hmm. So you made it. You got all the way here to Peru. You're standing in the mountains behind us. You're at the retreat and you enter in. And then we have a full 10 day program of healing and evolution uh, where we take you on a, a deep journey to the inner self. And what we would describe this is, is a, a journey that is for dedicated inner truth seekers. That's how we describe our work. So whether it be for inner evolution or healing, but we provide four ayahuasca ceremonies. We have just four participants as a limit. You have a 10 night stay in a private room. And we decked out the place with platform beds, super comfy uh, beds and linens just to make sure that that you that you're really comfortable when you're in your healing process you don't have to be uncomfortable physically in your environment to be able to heal you don't have to sleep on a floor on a yoga mat to come and heal with us you'll be thankful to know so we also then we have a blue lotus sound healing ceremony we have a plethora of additional plant treatments as well which are non-psychoactive which are there to heal the mind body and spirit we just had someone who's come with lyme disease who's currently now um not experiencing any flare-up symptoms is the first time has been off medications since 2013. First time experiencing um, not being on medications and not having any pain for the first time since 2013. Was taking about 15 or 16 different medications before she came. Currently, six days after the retreat, still no symptoms. Um, We have an integration program for her to continue with the healing of that. We've given plant medicines to go home with uh, as a a full integration program, but she's now experiencing pain-free, symptom-free living for the first time in in, in a long time. So this is what those plant treatments are about. We have different vapor baths with different plants. We have different tonics for the nerves. We have different purges for the digestive system, which is also really good for people who've had addictions or, or taken a lot of pharmaceuticals that helps to purge those toxins from the body. Then we have a different nervous system cleanses, heart opening tonics, uh, different plants that help bring abundance and love and, and shift into more positive experiences of reality. And this program is intertwined with private one-on-one sessions, uh, seven channeled workshops where we work uh, intuitively with many different beings and energies to help integrate the ceremony experiences, integrate the medicine experiences. We also have uh, campfires outside Oh, incredible, incredible food that we've got from this our local Peruvian chef. He just absolutely nailed it on this retreat that we just finished off. And just so good. Jamie and I were just like, wow, we're so lucky to do these retreats because we just get to eat that food 10 days every month. So it's just kind of like resets our body. And we have a load of mm-hmm. other things as well that kind of help incorporate the, all of this work together. 
But what we can really describe this is an integral program for healing and evolution that targets the mind, the body, the spirit, and the emotions so that there is a complete reset. So the body comes into natural harmony and alignment with giving tools for integration so that people can understand the root cause of trauma and then make substantial transformation and change within their life so that they can start living the life that they prefer dissolve the perpetuation of suffering in this lifetime of karmic suffering, and then really stepping into activating one soul blueprint so that they can live in alignment and share whatever it is that they want with everyone else in the world. So I'm going to take another pause there. And oh, great. Open for yeah. questions. Thanks for sharing that. all that. Uh, I just yeah. want to get into some, a little bit of my history. And um, you, you, you spoke about channeling earlier um, with, in, you, you, with the, with the plant medicine you have to take the plant medicine to, to channel with the plant spirits is no no so i i work as a and my wife jamie as well as an intuitive medium so we do a whole host of online sessions we have online channeling sessions online trauma healing sessions uh, online intuitive readings plus a whole bunch of courses where jamie and i channel different energies to help people heal and evolve so you can connect with us at zoom from your own home and actually, if you connect to our website at casagalactica.com and you sign up to our newsletter, you actually get 20% off your first session with us anyway. So plus a few different workshops and books and things like that. So invite you to check that out. But yes. So the, uh, yeah, the, the, the medicine, the plants, they have uh, a way of channeling that energy. I'm just trying to think of what Sean's saying, saying in a sense like, that same energy you could channel without the plants, essentially, like, mm -hmm. is that, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'll use the example here of, of my trauma healing sessions online. So in my trauma healing sessions, I sing Icaros, which are the, the healing songs of the plants, mm. which are in the Shipibo language. There's also different light languages that come through from different extraterrestrial beings and guides. Yet. I do that work singing and connecting, opening different multidimensional energies, uh, portals for healing and evolution, and help connect that to clients in, a, in a, a Zoom session, whilst also guiding people through meditations to have direct experience of what it is that they're releasing. So these healing songs and energies and sounds are the same way that we hold ayahuasca ceremony. But in the ayahuasca ceremony, we drink ayahuasca alongside the participants because that connects us into that realm uh, more profoundly. And there's a different experience and energy of that with ayahuasca. Yet, uh, traditionally, traditionally, if you go to traditional teachings, it's more that you are required to drink ayahuasca to be able to uh, have these multidimensional experiences. This is not our experience. Our experience is that everyone is multidimensional. Everyone can channel. Everyone is innate channels. Everyone is a multidimensional being. No matter where you are, who you're from, you have an ability to connect and channel. It's just a repressed ability that as part of the healing and awakening process that you go through, especially when it's nurtured by people who are embodying that, helps you activate that much more quickly. So absolutely everyone can channel. Mm. And it also say that you're all already channeling you're already having those experiences perhaps when you're playing some music and you're playing an instrument and a new riff comes through, or if you're rapping and then just words start coming out of your mouth, or you're having a friend and you just know the right thing to say, or someone calls and you're already thinking about someone and then someone texts like five seconds later. 
So you're already having all of these, all of these experiences. We also have that book online that I just mentioned before about strengthening your already innate intuition, which is completely free. So when you sign up to the newsletter, you can grab that. And there's a whole step of processes that you can go through to start strengthening your already innate intuition. So is yes, that something you wrote? That's what my wife wrote. My oh, wife, your wife, my wife, wrote wrote Jamie that? wrote that. Yeah. How many books do you guys each have? This is, this is just a, this is a guidebook. So this is oh, okay. just a free, this is a free guidebook. So we don't have any right. uh, full books published mm-hmm. as a, at, at they're in the work. Time. Yeah. Well, thanks works. for the nudge. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool though. Like, yeah, that, uh, I would almost say then it's almost like, uh, yeah, those things are happening and it's uh, most people, it's hard to recognize when it's happening and what it's happening, but the ayahuasca has, uh, it, it has a way of, getting you almost like through that channel or, or getting from a, a point down here to like, I don't know. It's hard to say, I guess. Like exactly. awakening your abilities yeah. to open the channels easier possibly. Yeah. I guess awakening is a good way I would describe it almost, but maybe Michael, you have a way of. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think to give everyone an overview of maybe I can just give everyone an overview of what the ayahuasca experience is like as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then I can kind of relate that back to how that relates to the channeling experience. Does that, does that sound okay? With yeah. You? I'd love to hear what yeah. happens. Yeah. So, so ayahuasca is, it's two plants combined in its purest form. So ayahuasca, the ayahuasca vine, uh, which is a great teacher plant that has a lot of wisdom in it and it's in its beingness. And then there's a chacruna plant, which is a high DMT concentration plant where the leaf is used. So the ayahuasca has an MAOI or MAO inhibitor within it, which has different effects on the body. But the main component here, what occurs, one of the main components is, is that the DMT within the chacruna plant becomes orally active. It doesn't get broken down. So that means Mm -hmm. that we go into a multidimensional journey or experience anywhere from kind of three to six hours. So within that experience, the the ayahuasca vine plus the other plant teachers and spirits and guides that we work with as we hold the ceremony in a trauma-informed safe space, guide that journey to your inner self. So through that process, there's a whole whole set of symptoms called purging, which you might have heard of where you might vomit or you might have diarrhea. There's also crying, sweating. A lot of what we see often is like shakes where there's just somatic trauma leaving the body at the mm. cellular level, at the DNA level, which is very, very profound. Mm. And you become more aware perhaps of uh, energies in the body, uh, uh, blocks or sadness or pain. You might revisit uh, some experiences earlier in childhood, perhaps that were repressed or perhaps energies that you perhaps or times and experiences that you'd forgotten about, which just actually come up to the surface and you can see Wow, the way that that kid spoke to me on the playground when I was three years old is actually is actually framed the whole way that I interact with women, or other people, or what it might be, or what it what it what it whatever it could be. So there's a whole reframing of these situations and experiences in our life, which enable it to be healed at the core. Now, to kind of link that back into what you were just saying, Nathan. In regards to ayahuasca, it does awaken our multi-sensory abilities, which you would say uh, clairvoyance in terms of seeing things. So you can often have visions within ayahuasca ceremonies, clairaudience, hearing things, uh, claircognizance, just knowing things, uh, clairsentience, just feeling things. So that awakening 
in the container that we provide the awakening of those abilities there's two things to be aware of one these abilities are innate to each and every one of us so if you can do it on ayahuasca ultimately you could have this experience in normal waking life it just may require some training but the plants here are a reflection of our own innate abilities and then the second thing is when we have that in a container that we set, which is so strong in what we would say, the polarization towards service to others in healing and evolution, you can kind of, if you imagine if you're like you're a Marvel superhero and you awaken these kind of superhero hero powers and you can kind of have a superhero power and you could just kind of like spy through someone's window or you could kind of just like start a car up and play with someone or do anything like that. But if you're like the superhero who's polarized, it's like, okay, I'm here to heal and evolve. I'm here to help others you would use that awakening of those superpowers in a force for the transformation of humanity, or in this sense, the transformation of yourself, which really one could say is the same thing as the transformation of humanity. So as that comes online, you then become more aware of the nature of reality, the more aware of your own multidimensional nature. And the integration of that is beginning to access that in, in, in waking life. Does, does that give, does that give more of a, a clear overview of, of the kind of experience? Yeah, for yes. sure. Uh, I just wanted to say the purging. I watched a documentary <laughs> recently. It came out recently as well. It's called Awaken the Soul. And it's a di at a different retreat center. I'm not going to name it, but um, they. I think the purging, would you explain that as like reprogramming your subconscious? I, well, there's a few things. There's purging in the ayahuasca ceremony, which we have. Um, which, which is a current ayahuasca is a purgative. You don't have to purge in ayahuasca ceremonies to get healing. It's just sometimes it occurs. We also then have other plant medicines, which are known as purgatives, which are done in the daytime, which are non-psychoactive, which, which you drink with the intention, as I mentioned before, to clean the stomach, to clean the cells, to clean the body. And those induce vomiting uh, in a controlled environment. It's very different to vomiting, perhaps is like if you drank too many beers or if you had food poisoning, it's a releasing from the system. So what your experience is, and even though it can be a little bit uncomfortable through that process as something's leaving through the body, afterwards you feel different, you feel clean, something is left. So yes, I would say to a certain extent, there can be a reprogramming that occurs with this. There is a plant medicine that we use as a purgative called Pinon Blanco. Uh, which is not part of our general healing program, but we have that available for specific people that that will be beneficial for. And that very much goes in and reprograms the brain, limiting beliefs and transforms trauma. Um, it's kind of our second up purgative after the first one, that once you've done the first one, we offer that to some people who require that. But really the purging is, it, we're talking about this from like a somatic level and of the somatic trauma or trauma stored in the body, trauma stored in the cells. So the, the process of vomiting, if you can imagine, and, and don't make yourself vomit right now, but you can imagine feeling that vomit of coming up. It comes right up from the stomach. It comes up through the chest and it comes out. It's, it's such a deep somatic experience. But the intelligence of the plant medicines, which we use as the purgatives, are working to kind of go in and collect the trauma to kind of collect the toxins, to collect the limiting beliefs, bring them all up, bring it into the stomach. And then as you purge that, it leaves the body. So there's a kind of collection of what we describe as the negative energy or the stuff that you're wanting to transform. And then there's the mm. somatic purging of that from the cellular level. 
Now, mm-hmm. there's different strengths of purges which we can do. We have some purges that last a couple of hours, which is not part of our, our program and is what we would describe as an advanced level purge for people perhaps who have a specific illness that they would benefit from this from. Firstly, I want to also just say that every plant medicine, every ceremony, every teaching, everything we do is completely optional as part of the trauma-informed care. Mm -hmm. You get to decide how much you participate. You get to decide if you want to do this. You get to decide how much you want to take if you don't want to do a full amount. This is all part of that process. But yes, the purging of the body is a releasing of all the things that are no longer resonant with you. But why is that beneficial? Because when we purge the blockages from our body, it enables our body to reharmonize. And then when the body is in its harmonized state, it naturally heals. So what we're doing is we're re- helping to remove the blockages from natural autonomous healing occurring in the body, which speeds things up. Just like if you had a wound on your arm, if you clean that wound, it heals faster. If there's all dirt and debris in there, it's going to take a while. It's going to be infected. So it's the cleaning of the body, mind, and spirit so that you can live in equilibrium. When you say... Uh... Uh, the purging or like the the sweats or the shakes it's trauma leaving the body it's almost like thinking like uh crying is like sadness leaving the body in a sense like they're you know when you're undergoing something there's you have to yeah but the way you say that how it's like deep cellular like the traumas it like it's so in all of what we are and like all that process of it leaving is a chance to, uh, yeah, reharmonize in a sense, like you say. Uh, yeah, it's yeah cool. that's beautifully said. And and just to following on what you're saying there, Nathan, everyone who's had that experience, perhaps you've had that experience of really deep cry or really deep grief, and it just comes out, and it's just like because those points where it's not just like a little sob it's like something moves out and it comes through you and through the time a period of that crying it's it's horrendous and at the end of it when it comes through there's just a feeling of i feel a deeper level of peace something shifted and moved so with that analogy that you've shared so beautifully that feeling afterwards when you've gone through that process even though it might be a little bit uncomfortable there is this great sense of relief that those things that are no longer resonant for you have left the body Similar to perhaps also if you kind of go to the gym or you want to work out or something like that, the process of perhaps going to the gym, especially the first few times, can be a little bit uncomfortable, but the benefits of improved health and wellness afterwards are very clear and tangible. Hmm. Okay. I I wanted to talk about, I I see on your YouTube channel, you have some channeling videos of you channeling Palladians, and you talk about multidimensional I mean, and extraterrestrial beings. I haven't actually watched any of the videos, but I identify as a star seed and I, I resonate with the Palladians because I actually had experience where someone channeled um, and told me I was a Palladian. I, I knew about the Palladians before, but it was interesting to hear about it like firsthand. Yeah. Well, I'll just dive in a little bit into this. So with regards to your own, lineage of the Palladians, there's just more and more invitation for you to connect to that star wisdom that is present within your own being and within your own DNA. So many of us have these experiences of of connecting to these star vibrations, and we have different heritages and lineages. So I'm going to bring it back down into, okay, perhaps someone who is in America, for instance, might then be American but they might also then say, well, I'm uh, Italian-American 
or I am then uh, Irish American or whatever it may be, just as one example. And you can apply this to kind of any country or heritage or, or around. In this analogy here, the invitation is to see like the American within that analogy as being human. And then the kind of Irish or the American as the kind of uh, the ET lineage. So we all have different lineages and, and energies and DNA within our body from different star systems because the human body itself, in my experience, in my knowledge, is a, is a, a, a result of a genome experiment from different extraterrestrial races, which then create the human body for the soul to incarnate and have the human experience. So this recognition coming into the awakening of perhaps within your own heritage, just as if perhaps someone identified with as, as, as Irish American, they, you can be identifying as human Palladian or Palladian human with a, with, a, with a greater expression of that Palladian genome within the human body. So these extraterrestrial beings, such as the Palladians, if you actually to see any Palladians, look very, very much like humans. It's very, very similar to humans in terms of a bipod structure. In other words, two arms, two legs, um, looking very similar in that sense. What the beauty about these experiences is that when we can kind of absorb that in a way that doesn't seem too out there or too kind of scary or like sci-fi movie like when we can kind of get past that initial perhaps shock because again these things are not mainstream media these things are not necessarily what we're taught in school there's the whole thing that you've got to look at as well which is the kind of the propaganda within mainstream media that actually makes ufos look uh, dangerous like mm -hmm. how many ufo movies are out there and how many of them are actually showing extraterrestrials in a positive light you can pretty much see if you go on netflix or anything like that anytime a sci-fi movie's out there's just this complete propaganda that extraterrestrials are, are malevolent and they're going to destroy the earth and humans have to it's just the whole plot as part of disclosure which is going to continue to unravel more and more of that is going to be uh, revealed but once we can get past that initial kind of shock to the system, see beyond what we've been taught and begin to connect to this off-planet wisdom, our other lifetime experiences incarnate in different star systems, we can begin to bring that wisdom forth. Again, as I was kind of talking about like the Marvel kind of superhero kind of experience, when we can connect two extraterrestrial beings in highest alignment through the highest self in love, light, and truth, in service to all, we can begin to bring that information through for our own transformation and that to help others in their own healing and evolution. And that's part of the channeling work that we offer is connecting to these different beings and star systems to help people transform and also teach people how you can channel, how you can connect to this. This is not something special that we do. This is something that everyone has as a as a God-given right of experience. It's just the very fabric and nature of who you are, a multidimensional being. When you start putting that out there, when you start to recognize this is actually what I prefer, and you do this again, what I would say in a trauma-informed, in a safe way that actually is is, is resonant with that polarization of being in service to others, one can then begin to have very, very multidimensional experiences without taking any plant medicines. One can start having the recollection of being on extraterrestrial ships and vessels in the dream time. One can start having the contact with extraterrestrial beings in day-to-day -day waking life and use that as a force for transformation. Yeah, I hear a lot 
about meditation helps you get there without having to take any type of plant medicine. It just consistent meditation. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of lost track of what I was going there. Uh, Nathan, you can <laughs> kind of pick up here. Yeah, well, I've got a few thoughts on that. So like the propaganda, for sure, this idea of, right, like that we're kind of forced to think one way about these things, um, whether it's entertainment, right? Like the idea of, you know, aliens, I mean, we're addicted to conflict, essentially humanity in a way, right? So that's what we want to watch when we, we don't want to, you know, that'd be a boring movie if a bunch of aliens came down and everybody was holding hands and then, uh, you know, the end is all happy, right? There's something about people where, we like drama and conflict and like we're drawn to that in, at an entertainment level, essentially. Right. Uh, which is so unfortunate because I, I agree in the sense, I want to bring it back in that sense to where you were saying like, oh, much earlier on when you were kind of leaving that uh, place of the rat race. Right. And, and how you're saying, all of us have these different experiences almost on the daily, but uh, we're almost forced to think that everything's material, that nothing is spiritual, you know, like that there is no God or no, uh, no multidimensional realm, right? It, that's unscientific. That's stupid. Like you're considered an idiot if that's what you think, right? We're kind of, that's the propaganda putting us into that place. When you get into a real intimate conversation i mean everybody can recognize that there's a, a spiritualness about things like you're saying with music and stuff when you can connect to something that's deeper bigger than you outside of your understanding this doesn't make sense why am i experiencing that everybody can do that but then we fall back into the patterns of the daily rat race of uh you know well we're flesh and bone. I need that food. I need this. I need that. Uh, and so the, yeah, that's what I'm getting from that idea of meditation of that, taking us away from the whole idea of what's going to make you happy. This, you know, this next product or that next boat or, or the recognition from your uh, community, your neighbors, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I just wanted so, to, yeah. sorry, I, wanna, I wanted to get back to, I want to add to this, um, the, the meditation. And uh, I, I know if you know about Stephen Greer and his, his work in uh, CE5, we, yes. we had a previous guest on here who was an experienced CE5 uh, person who, who is, is really good friends with uh, one of the guys on, the sh on one of the movies uh, who had a healing experience with one of the ETs. Uh, I don't exactly know what what star system they were from, but his his name was Ed. I, f I forgot his last name, but um, we were gonna do a CE five uh, type of meditation and try to connect to channel these ETs. Uh, we haven't done it yet, but we're 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 really highly considering it. We will do it eventually. Yeah, beautiful. Well, um, yeah, thank you both for that. So just to come back to the idea of, of meditation, 
the meditations which we offer or part of the learn to channel course it's the the it's predicated on a meditation where you go deep down into the ground and then connect to these different star systems guided through this process and through that meditation through practicing that meditation each day then you become aligned with the vibration the frequencies of these energies which is very similar in many ways to taking a plant medicine or being on a retreat or something like this because you're exposing yourself to a different vibration and energy over a period of time if you expose something to enough of one energy the things that are no longer resonant dissolve and then the things that are resonant within you begin to awaken just like a flower awakening after after the night or the leaves and the petals beginning to open so these transformation experiences are, are possible within meditation so within my own experience when i was actually learning to channel i actually didn't I actually took a break from plant medicines for a period of time. And that was really important for me to be able to learn to do everything without plant medicines. Because ultimately, if you become reliant on plant medicines to do things, then you, then you can on some level get stuck in another kind of circle of then requiring something to be perceived outside of yourself to access this. So this is why we incorporate such a large amount of this meditation and work. And actually, when you actually join a retreat with us, you actually get as part of the retreat, you actually get a pre-retreat meditation, which is the same meditation which we have for our Learn to Channel uh, students. And this meditation we do before every ayahuasca ceremony. So it helps to in incorporate, have direct experience through that. Now, the interesting thing with regards to CE5 and, and, and that type of work is, and my wife's done a lot of CE5 stuff. I've not done the direct CE5 stuff myself. What we're about is helping people to have direct contact here and now, right now in this moment, to be able to open your connection to your own spirit team and recognize that they're actually already here waiting for you to say, come and help me. And they're already helping us in many different ways. But when we bring a conscious awareness to that, it's a very, very powerful experience. And, mm -hmm. and it's very exciting for us to be able to incorporate all of this work um, at Casa Galactica and I speak, I speak for myself, but I, I really believe that I speak for my wife as well. And what we do is Casa Galactica has really been a kind of no holds barred expression of the truth of who we are, where we get to talk about extraterrestrials, multidimensional beings, plant medicines, healing from trauma, healing from illnesses that are once thought that uh, were not possible to be healed by Western medicine, uh, talking about ritual sexual abuse, talking about uh, the different experiences which happen on planet Earth, talking about karma and multidimensional experiences and lifetime contracts and incarnations, which we're here to transform. So for us, we really like to create the space uh, for all of these conversations to happen and people to come and work with us and not for us to tell people what it's like, not to tell people what reality is like, what we do is provide probing questions, direct experience so people can make their mind up for themselves because everyone has their own truth. Everyone has their own path back to the infinite one. So we're not here to tell anyone what to do. We're here to guide, to encourage, to reflect back people's own journey to themselves. Yeah. No. I'll just say the importance of those guides. Ascent. Like, So I'm thinking about something here and I'd like to know your opinion on this, Michael, that uh, recently it has become legal to buy uh, magic mushrooms here. So there's literally a store a uh, half hour away from here that I could go uh, drive in, yeah, buy however much I want of magic mushrooms and walk away. You know, what, what are your thoughts on the, that idea of 
drugs or or plants or whatever it is that you're going to take that can initiate these things but without having uh the ritual behind it or the uh, the leadership uh somebody who's wiser who's done it who's experienced it kind of guides you through that process what are your thoughts on that absolutely well firstly i would just again point it back to everyone as an individual has agency to decide how they do things what resonates for them what might be good for someone might not be good for someone else and vice versa i can share my own experience i've done uh, work with mushrooms uh, earlier on um before i like work when it was like the beginning of my spiritual path and um, recently i've been doing work where to actually remove energies and entities which attached to me in those ceremonies, which were not shamanically held properly. And I wasn't aware of that situation of those energies, which are kind of attaching to me based upon when I first started on this path. And I took mushrooms in a, even in a ceremony environment um, myself, but it was, it was just, it's very different. Um, the energies of the trauma, which I was experiencing attracted different energies towards me and at that point in my path i wasn't shamanically aware enough of how to deal with those things now of course they've had their own teaching experiences with me and i've transformed that and continue to transform but what i would say in whatever setting that you do the benefit of a ceremony is that you create a space for healing and evolution at the bare minimum a very strong intention of what you're doing to be able to work with these these medicines. Now, the benefits further afield of trauma-informed care are when you take an entheogen in a large quantity or in a full dose quantity in experience, what one may find happen or occur is that repressed unresolved trauma may come to the surface. Now, you may be an individual who feels like I'm experienced with psychedelics, I'm experienced with working with trauma, this is something that I, I choose to do on my own and I feel safe to do that. Now, what can happen in these experiences, as it was for me in terms of when I started working with ayahuasca, and it wasn't for quite a while after working with ayahuasca that it actually come to the forefront, that I went through very many deep, dark experiences of re-experience being raped, uh, richly abused, uh, different energies uh, and beings being, uh, I would say, different levels of what one might describe as curses or negative energies that were done through those, through those uh, sexual acts as I was a child. And then going through that healing process is, is quite terrifying and it's quite difficult. Um, so in the sense of having a trauma-informed environment, as we provide our, our center trauma-informed care through uh, plant medicines, what we provide is a safe space that you can take the plant medicines and whatever arises, we're going to be there and hold you through that process, help you transform through that process. In some situations and circumstances, if you have a, a, an experience of reliving trauma, especially repressed trauma or things that you're not aware of, it can on some level be re-traumatizing if perhaps that you have to go through that experience on your own. Again, not in all cases, but this is the kind of risks of the situation of taking psychedelics in, in large quantities in an unceremonial space. There's the firstly, there's the energy of other energies around that might not have your best interest at heart. And then the second thing is that you might go through an experience where you're unable to feel safe in that experience. And you can kind of what one might call quote unquote, a bad trip. 
in my experience, there's no really, there's no, there's no such thing as, well, I wouldn't say there's no such thing. It's very unlikely to have a bad trip when you come and work with us uh, because the experience of what we've had of people who've gone through terrifying processes, which at the time seemed like a quote unquote bad trip. It was actually the depths of that trauma coming up to the surface to be healed. But when you're actually supported through that environment, when you're absolutely able to unpack that experience, when you're shamanically held in that space and those energies, those attachments, those traumas, those those entities which may have attached to us through previous traumas within our life are actually be able to be cleared and the whole thing makes sense uh, and you're given the space the guidance the directive of what is actually going on you can find yourself having a very integrative experience one of the fastest ways for the body to expel or to heal trauma is to experience it all at one go so plant medicines, whether it be, and I just, you know, we work with ayahuasca, but there's other, there's other plant medicines and things out there. One can find themselves going through a trauma, traumatic experience, which if one isn't in the right set and setting and experience can be, or seem like it's re-traumatizing. But once that energy comes up and out, just like when you were saying before, Nathan, about that crying experience, and you've gone through that experience and afterwards you're like, wow, okay, that energy is no longer with me. But if you're in that experience on your own, sometimes that can be overwhelming and one can find themselves in what we would call re-traumatized situations. Now, we actually work with a lot of people who have had experiences with psychedelics at other retreat centers um, who have not been looked after properly. Uh, we also have experiences with people who've had or worked on their own in situations where they've had traumatic experiences of working with plant medicines. So we help to integrate those experiences and heal that, that help people heal from those processes. So it comes back to us at the beginning of, it comes back to safety. Uh, it comes back to trauma informed care. It comes back to integrity. This is a big part of the way that we dose people. Everyone has different dosages. Everyone's told that you can drink a certain amount of this plant medicine. You're always given what these are the types of effects that you'll ex expect to experience. This is what you're going to need to do if you need help. This is how we're going to help you. We're going to be here with you 24-7. We're on site. You have a walkie-talkie in your room. We're not going to go to bed until everyone's grounded in their situation. If for some reason the night you wake up and you're scared, you can call us on the walkie-talkie and we'll be over there within five minutes. So having this process of reprogramming people's experience of trauma, because as the trauma comes up and it's healed and it's loved, you have a different experiences which rewrites the story of your life because those traumas, they arise. If you'd had those, that care and that assistance when trauma may have arisen in your life, for instance, if someone was abused as a child and someone stopped the abuser, someone took that person to therapy, someone made sure that that person realized that they're not bad, there's nothing wrong with them, that they're, that they're, they're actually okay. And that process was given time and space mm. to be resolved in that moment. I would probably say that the level of trauma that would be left for that person residual would be minor, if not any, because it would come to its resolution. Mm -hmm. So these plant medicine experiences give us an opportunity to go through unresolved experiences and find resolution. So sometimes that can be reliving the trauma. Sometimes it's not necessary. Sometimes the work's done on other planes and other levels. It's not necessary to, to fully relive it. But if you do and you have a different experience, you have a different ending to that story, it's kind of like the director's cut to your life. You can have that different experience and then it no longer needs to be unconsciously playing out in your life, your habits, addictions, work, relationship, because you heal it at the root cause. Mm. Yeah. 
in the documentary I was watching, it, it gave me a, a kind of an understanding of how ayahuasca, ayahuasca worked for the, the two people that were involved. And they said that if you go for the easy route, like it's not going to be pleasant because of the darkness. Sometimes like you have to face your trauma to get past it. Like that's the easiest way to have the best profound experience. That's what I was told. Yeah, I think like what what ayahuasca in particular is very good is bringing the unconscious to the surface to be looked at. And then when you have that help and support to look at that with you, because as we're holding ceremony, mm. us with spirit, with the plants, we're looking at that with you. We're experiencing that with you. So you don't have to go through that on your own. One analogy that I use quite often is that the trauma that we experience or the symptoms of trauma, when we actually look at it, it looks like a big scary shadow on the wall. And sometimes when we approach that and we look at it with love and support and unconditional love, one might find that that actually might be like a small figurine that's actually projecting a scarier shadow onto the wall. So that process of coming back and looking at those things that we're afraid of looking at, it gives us more opportunity to find freedom and peace in the present moment. Yeah, and that willingness to come to it, that that constant, like you were saying, the the awakening, the the constant change that we undergo, and this connection that we talk about with uh, with a, a higher dimension, with the, those other things on the side that you bring to the table, make that trauma or like whatever kind of connection sean you feel to uh the what are they called again paladins or palladians yeah palladians and this the the better understanding we have of the of who we really are allows that trauma to seem less right you know what i mean by that to to not be that big shadow like you're saying but allows us to see it more as that little figurine like we are more than the trauma that we've endured we are more than uh today's day and the mistakes we've made yesterday and the mistakes we're going to make tomorrow like we're bigger than all that and this you have to have so going through the plant medicine is one way of experiencing those things but if you don't if you're not willing to see those other aspects that are there right now within us day to day, then the, the plants and the ceremonies and all that, it, it's not going to, it's not going to be as effective as it could be, right? You have to come with that understanding that you're more than the trauma that there is. Right. Yeah. I, I would, I would say like how we, how we describe ourselves or how we would say we market ourselves to people you can see this on our website is we're healing and evolution for dedicated inner truth seekers. So for that part, like the word dedicated implies that there, there, there is a, there's an effort. There is a, there is an, a proactive approach to teachings that we share that the plant medicines that you take, there's an active participation in that. If you're not willing to look at that or to make shift and transform in your life, then it's going to be more difficult. Um, and with regards to what we what we imbue, and one of the reasons why that we don't actually work what we would say uh, or follow any traditions or any of the traditions we've studied in different traditions and we've taken the best parts of that, but a lot of that is still based in duality. A lot of that still is based in fear 
uh, in some of the traditions, uh, mm. ayahuasca traditions. So we infuse this with unconditional love and the non-dual understanding of infinite oneness that we're all the infinite creator expressing ourselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when you approach that, when you approach that from that zoomed out perspective, when we approach that as an infinite being, when we approach that, that we have multi-different and uh, multi-dimensional lifetime experiences, when we incorporate all the things that we've just talked about before about being connected to different uh, extraterrestrials beings guides the multi-dimensional plants the infinite oneness then when we when we're able to use that lens use the lens of what we describe as like the unconditional love of oneness to then view that trauma then we don't necessarily see that from the lens of shame and guilt which one one when one zoomed in in the personhood experience one might see life through the trauma lens through the lens of guilt, shame, or I'm bad, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable. And to heal from that, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. And that was probably what, like what a lot of Western psychology is about is going into that. But what we, what I would say is unique or different about the work that we do. And we, we do a lot of the non-dual multidimensional work. When you zoom out and you see that from the infinite self, like you were saying, um, Nathan, it's, it's like the trauma seems smaller. They seem manageable. It seems more like a speck of dust in, in, in the ocean rather than like a big rock in a fish tank, like the rock being the trauma in the fish tank of your life. Mm. So that really for us is a part of the catalytic experience mm. is then helping people anchor into that understanding of the innate truth of who they are, an infinite, unconditionally loving being here to have a human experience in this lifetime. And that can really transform and shift people's beliefs, uh, perspectives to be much more expansive and open through every aspect of life. Nice. I yeah. Good. I wanted to say, like, if you if you agree with this, like, that plant medicine isn't for everybody. Um, that some people might not resonate with it. Uh, I myself have a history of a lot of health issues, and I think some of it might be generational health issues. Because my father and I, I I'm not pr pretty sure. I'm pretty. I'm not 100 sure about my grandfather. If he had stomach he health issues, um, my father had colitis or has colitis, and he had uh, a surgery done for that. I have irritable bowel syndrome, and I've been living with managing that for the past 15 years. But recently, I uh, discovered a supplement that helps me manage it a lot better, and. Uh, I also have a history of mental health uh, psychosis, and I'm not sure if 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 uh, plant medicine might be the route I should take or not. I feel like that's completely my choice, but I have I have a lot of fear towards it because of my history. So that's I'm I'm really intrigued by it, but um, I I have a lot of fear about it and questions. Yeah, well, firstly, Sean, thank you. Thank you for sharing more about your, your experience um, and your situation. So there, there are many different plant medicines which one can take. Like you, sounds like you've already found uh, a supplement. It may, may or may not be plant-based, but there's many different routes that plants can help and assist us. So for instance, one thing that comes up is like Ayurveda or Ayurveda different herbs, or you can work with a naturopath that can have many different plant medicines that can assist one working through different physical emotional spiritual conditions we work with some strong plants here in the in 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 our center uh, the main strong one which we're talking about that has contraindications is ayahuasca 
so firstly we take everyone's intake and everyone's personal situation on a case-by-case -case basis so we have an assessment we talk through someone's own personal situation and experience about what that might be to be able to make an assessment that's why we offer three 30-minute calls and consultations so if you're interested in talking more about that, Sean, offline, going a bit deeper into, into your own personal experience, we could kind of like dive into that and give you a more personalized uh, uh, overview of that. There are some health conditions, such as uh, heart conditions, which can be contraindicated with ayahuasca, uh, some mental health conditions, depending on the level and the severity of that. Again, on a case-by-case -case basis, which can contraindicate with ayahuasca itself, or at least uh, larger dosage or full dosages of that. Yet there's a plethora of other plant medicines, such as the digestive uh, cleanses and the digestive experiences um, and, and medicines, which can help transform. So we work with people with uh, leaky gut, with irritable bowel syndrome, with these different intestinal disorders, um, which are able to be cleansed and healed through creating what well, again when we come back to creating an optimum condition for the the gut bioma to operate within <clears throat> excuse me so when that comes back to its its optimum health conditions through different cleanses one may find that the the gut the body comes back into its into its natural alignment and then those symptoms those flare-ups can be minimized in situations with digestive issues Often, sometimes with regards to those medicines, they give us a, a, a blank canvas, but there may be needed to be some lifestyle changes, foods, other things like that that arise. And again, everything is on a case-by-case -case basis. So yeah. without having a full assessment of where you're at, your medical history and things like that, it's difficult for us to give a full overview. But what I can say is if some psychedelics or, or plant medicines are contraindicated due to physical or emotional uh, situations or conditions, there are different options. We also have people who come down here and work with us who don't drink ayahuasca. They participate in the other parts of the retreat. They receive all those additional plant medicines that we've talked about. And other people who come down here and study with us one-on-one -on -one outside of our retreat programs. So if that ever interests anyone, we're always open to hearing people's personal set of circumstances and then letting people know what type of things that we can, we can do to assist. But Generally, yes, I would always encourage that people look at what plants may be available to help them with their certain situation. But no, ayahuasca is not for everyone. It's not necessary for everyone to drink ayahuasca to heal or other plant medicines. It's a tool within a toolbox. Mm. It might be described more like a power tool because it's very, 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 very powerful in that sense. But it's not necessary. Just like if you were unable to use a power tool in a garage, you might have a handsaw that might take a little bit longer to go through that process, but would be equally as effective. It might be something that's actually safer to do than using a power tool. If you're not actually aware of how to use that power tool, using the hand tool might be actually the better choice for you. So there are many different options and ways for people to heal. It's coming back to what that inner truth is for you and trusting yourself in that process, not feeling peer pressured by anyone that should tell you this is your own path of healing and then finding out, doing an investigation of all these different things or which are out there, which can enable people to heal. Now, what I would say with regards to your own situation and anyone who's experiencing these conditions, there are different solutions available. It might take a little while to find that, but I'd invite you to reconnect to the hope that perhaps you won't have to live the same story 
as your as your parents as your as your mm-hmm. grandparents that that perhaps the experience that you're coming here and the fact that this podcast is called enter the metaverse i'm probably going to say that you're you you've got a, a good understanding uh, of what you're here to do and they're part of this process which is just beginning to unravel the understanding the multi-dimensional reason of why this familial lineage of illness is being passed down and recognize that you can actually be the person within that lineage if it's part of your path it not might not necessarily be that but you might be the person that actually transforms that because there's an emotional component there's a spiritual component there's a mental component can't help but recognize then that you've mentioned with regards to the mental and the physical that there may be a, a connection between the gut health and the mental health beginning to investigate that work with people who are able to help you unravel that releasing what one could also call multi-dimensional lifetime contracts that are all a part of this so plants yes they can be very beneficial in doing this but as we've mentioned all the way through this podcast as we do through our work it's just a part of the process if you're not able to take those or even if they don't resonate or you think no thanks i don't want to go to peru i don't want to purge in a bucket that's okay it's not for everyone yeah you answered a lot of my questions i was going to ask you after that uh like do you have to take ayahuasca to go on this type of uh to this type of healing center and you already answered no you can you can go there for multiple different reasons and work with with your your team and I, I, I think I will do for sure. I'm going to do the 30 minute consultation with you and or, or you or your, whoever does the t- consultation just to see where I'm at and see how that's going to play out. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Sean, yeah, it'd be my wife or I, we do all the consultations. So we'll look forward to connecting again soon there. And you just, you just answered, a, asked another question. And I just feel like I just like to just drop into that for another moment of uh, deeper clarification. So, in the ayahuasca ceremony and my wife and I, we hold the ceremonies and we open the space safely, uh, shamanically in a trauma informed space where we drink ayahuasca and the participants can choose if they want to drink ayahuasca. The reason that it's saying that you choose is that there is a great amount of healing that can come from having the direct experience of, 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 of working with ayahuasca, uh, but it's not necessary. Traditionally, ayahuasca ceremonies were conducted in a way that the curandero or the which is a translation for healer in spanish or the ceremony leader would drink ayahuasca and then through the singing of the ikaros through the singing of the healing songs similar to what i've just shared about how i how i do that in my trauma healing sessions without the participant uh working with ayahuasca you're able to be in that ceremony space where all of this all of the spirits are are brought into that space and multi-dimensionally energies work with you and do healing work with you the energies of all the other plant medicines that you're taking are working with you in that body so great transformation can occur from working with us in a plethora of different ways ayahuasca is not essential to heal and we provide a multi multitude of different ways that you can experience healing but it's always going to be coming back to the self and empowering you with tools that you can transform and heal yourself because ultimately you are your own healer we're here to help you remember that Uh, I have, well, two questions, just as you mentioned those. One is, I mean, I'd love to hear uh, a song, if that's even possible. I don't know if there, uh, you'd have to be doing the ceremony and the, uh, the leader. It has to be kind of under the influence to produce 
the song itself or if there those songs are available to you at any moment and my other question just that one you could you could go into but also uh just kind of tying to all of this is like what's your team look like like you said you have a cook uh you said people come like what what is the community that you're surrounded in essentially and how big is this and are you expanding in a sense like what's your next move with what you're doing around you too yeah. sorry to ask those two we're gonna we're gonna go in reverse order so okay. we'll 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 share some healing songs with people so there'll be an opportunity for you all listening here just to meditate and tune into the energy of the songs we'll guide you through that process and but first yes yeah, so for the for the time being we we have our our new center here in the sacred valley of peru and we have space for just four people and we don't plan on changing that for the time period of time it's my wife and i that do all of the healing work we provide all the consultations we do the pre-retreat preparation we'd like we're saying for you sean or anyone else we're the ones who are on the call when you when you ask us a question we're the one who do the integration with you. We're the one who are available for additional sessions afterwards if you want to continue working with us. We're the one that have put all this course together. We're the ones who lead the ceremony. We're the one who hold the whole space. So for us, our essence and energy is in through every molecule of the retreat. And we like it that way because we're able to hold that safe trauma-informed container in space. It's not in our plans to expand. Yet if for any reason that it does feel like it's beneficial for us to expand or, or or get any bigger we would it's just that it doesn't feel resonant or necessary uh we have a team we have a great cook and we have a great cleaner and then you know we do all of our website design ourselves we do all of our promotion ourselves we do our, we have a podcast that we're starting soon ourselves uh we do all of our own work so we we're we're the we run our business with our hearts open uh we're both capricorns sometimes that we uh have a little bit of difficulty in letting go of control so perhaps if at some point we decide that we want to let go of control a bit more we'll outsource things but we very much take pride in 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 being a part of everything that we do because everything that we share our website our work our podcast our recording all these things it's an extension of the trauma-informed care and the work that we do and we really love to be a part of that and the part of the retreats which i feel really makes us unique is that we're so integral in every part of that process that what you see is what you get when you deal with us you know that you're going to be dealing with us you know that we're here to be the part of the process it's not some kind of onboarding person and then you get there and it's like hey we meet you we're here from the whole part of the process from that initial free 30 minute call right through to the point of the integration on the other side um, we believe that that creates a deep level of safety, security, and trust with all of our clients. And if we expanded on some level, we may compromise that. We Perhaps we find ourselves in a situation in the future where we feel that we could expand without compromising that integrity. But for right now, we're, we're exactly where we are. We're doing the four-person work where it really doesn't really seem that, that many people are doing it like that. I don't know anyone else who's doing it like that really in this way. And for us, having these really deep transformative experiences with people with so much one-on-one one -on -one care, attention, love, it's really what we're, our souls are here to provide. So that's what we're here to do for now. Thanks I for just asking. want to say, I'm also a Capricorn. Hmm. Awesome. When's your birthday? <laughs> December 27th. Okay. I'm, tw uh, I'm January 20th and my wife is uh, January 12th. Nice. So. 
Nice. I'm on the other side. I'm a Leo in July. What the, what, July, July 25th. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, well, Michael, I mean, it was great chatting with you and my brain's pretty full from all of this. I think that was a great discussion. I think it'd be great to kind of leave it off with some of that, some of the songs you've got or, or, you know, put us through a little bit of a meditation to send us on our way in a good kind of vibration. And then I'll do an outro and you can plug yourself, your, your socials and stuff like that. Cool. So. Awesome. That sounds, that sounds great. So just invite you just to allow all the information that's been shared here today, just letting the mind rest and just coming back down into the heart, just breathing, just breathing. We're probably going to do a few minutes of singing uh, of Icaros. Some people describe this as chanting. These are Icaros. These are healing songs from the Shipibo uh, language and how we hold ceremonies. And these are the songs that are part of the trauma healing sessions as well as other modalities. So just breathing down, just feeling yourself rest into the chair. Just invite you to recognize the part of you that really felt like it needed to hear this conversation today. The part of you that's just having a new experience through the words that have been shared and just acknowledging the part of you that is expanding right now through these new possibilities, which may have been open, awakened, activated, and just allowing all thought just to drift down, to drop down. So if you're at home and you're at, on your bed or something, you feel free to lie down. If you're in your chair, just invite you just to feel yourself just sitting into the chair and relaxing. And we're going to open this space. So we're going to call some different spirits in, Noya Rao, the enlightened tree of love, light, and truth. Uh, that is uh, one of our main teachers at Casa Galactica, uh, Blue Lotus, and some other different energies and multidimensional beings to help clear the path forward for you all, to help open, to shed some of those layers that are no longer resonant for you and bring you back home to the truth of who you are. So the invitation is just to begin opening your heart, put your hand on your heart if you want, and just come back to your heart and just allow all doubt to disappear. And just drop into the space of the heart. Just breathing slower and deeper. Relaxing. We shall now open up. Nini <laughs> 
Ba Just breathing into the space, just accepting and anchoring in the new vibration. Thank you all so much for participating. Just know that you are all unconditionally loved, that you're already free. I'm just inviting you to embody the truth of who you are and everything you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Michael, for that. It like without trying to make sense of it, just opening your heart <laughs> center and like allowing the vibration to to like release and let in the love from from the message like without trying to make sense of it were, were, were you channeling light language from that like that itself that was what itself was the language of the plants the shipibo language um from from the rainforest uh, which is the language of the plants that we that we work with to hold ceremony primarily so that was this. Mm. This is the same language and energy that we work with in ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah, that is beautiful. It's different. It's mm -hmm. different. I, I've never heard anything like that before. I but... was uh, 
a little bit taken aback because I thought it would be more like, uh, like you know what I mean? Like a lower vibration. I'm, I'm a bit of a musician. I mean, uh, I try. And uh, so uh, what I found interesting, well, it sounds very much like indigenous singing and drumming that we do here, like, uh, you know, like that type of, uh, but it was a lot faster paced than I was expecting. But what I liked was that transition into, it's almost like, and I felt a little bit um, anxious while it was going at first, essentially sitting into the vibration of it, it because it caught me off guard. I thought we were going to be like going down. And then it was like a, a bit of a quicker pace. And so my heart was racing a little bit and I kind of felt even, I felt a little bit of a vibration in my ear. I mean, it'd be much different in person because you could feel the vibration of you singing in front of me, right? Like there is definitely a, a, a much deeper connection to the actual vibration, not just the sound that comes into my ear, but also just the presence of uh, that music in the air itself. But I really liked that kind of, it got me a little bit agitated once I started feeling it and, and sitting into it. And then that, uh, and then that transition near the later end where it kind of got a little bit more up in the, in the higher range and just a little bit more melodic and slower. And it kind of brings you into that uh, slower paced uh, way of being. So that was cool. Very cool. I love it. Yeah, well, thank you both for sharing. So just want to just use a final few moments here just to talk a little bit about that. So when the, the Icaros and the songs are coming through, they have a rhythm, they have an energy, which the plants will just sing through our voices and they'll go in. So similar to the purging process, which we've experienced, you can experience and you can feel a bit of that discomfort that's coming up. You can feel a little bit of that anxiety is coming up as it's coming up from the being, as it's coming up deeper from the cells. And then once that cleaning level is done, you shift it into another tone, which is then the cleaning of like the blowing. It's kind of think of it like you're pulling things up and you're blowing it away and then you're sealing everything in. So that experience is part of the, uh, could be part of the experience of the spirits going in and working and working with you. So some of those experiences, discomfort that arise are actually those energies leaving the body. Um, so we, we, we tell people and we go through these experiences in our orientation of what people can expect when they come and sit in the, in the ayahuasca ceremonies and how the Icaros work. So that's a, a little teaser into that. Type wow. Of yeah. Cool. Just a little teaser. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> I'll definitely be checking that stuff out for sure. All right. So Michael, where can our viewers and everybody listening find, find you or any social media? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you both for an absolutely brilliant conversation. Uh, absolute pleasure to be here. The way that you can contact us is via our website at casagalactica.com. Casagalactica.com. I believe that will be in the show notes or somewhere along there mm -hmm. if you don't know how to spell oh, yeah. that. So casagalactica.com. And here you can check out our ayahuasca retreats, our, our individual channeling sessions, intuitive sessions, a whole bunch of courses, trauma healing sessions, courses, mentorships, intuitive brand and designing, the whole works. And you can book a free 30-minute consultation with us via there. Just go down and click the free consultation button down at the foot of the page. 
and yes invite you to all connect to our newsletter where you'll get a five-hour free trauma healing workshop there's also a multi-dimensional healing ceremony in there with some of the icaros that i've just shared um uh, helping people have tangible steps to create transformation and change completely free the beginner's guidebook to healing uh, the beginner's guidebook to strengthening your intuition written by my wife plus 20 percent off your first online session with us so that is how to connect with us you can check out our growth portal as well on the website where we have a whole bunch of articles interviews and more information but importantly if you feel like you've connected with us please reach out drop us a message let us know what you thought of the conversation and open a conversation with us we're happy to provide more information to anything that you do so really really appreciate that thank you so so much uh, to both you sean and nathan for absolutely beautiful show and inviting me to enter the metaverse with you yeah Thank you so much, Michael. Uh, I'm going to end the recording pretty soon. And if you want to stick around for a few minutes, you can. Um, I don't know how, your, how much time you have left. But yes. yeah, yeah, thank you for entering the metaverse with us. Yeah, Anything thanks, Michael. And thank you, anybody who decided to listen in. We encourage you to check out more of our conversations, more of what Michael's doing. And uh, yeah, like he says, um, you know, send us a question or a comment or any kind of Thing like that we'd love to stay connected with as many people as possible uh this to me michael is just a great beginning way to get to know you i'm really excited to see what you do continuously in the future and how you continue to help people and that's what we're trying to do right help ourselves help others and just become more connected in one you you can find uh the metaverse uh socials on the underscore meta underscore verse on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us at the dash meta dash verse.com. And Michael, you're more than welcome to be our guest again. We're glad <laughs> yeah. to have you. We have yeah. way, probably way more questions, but our brains are yeah. all over the place. So we'll do like a check-in at some point later on and see, uh, maybe we'll, well, by then I'll definitely have gone through your newsletter at least. And uh, gotten a little bit more of an understanding of the stuff that you do for sure yeah all right cool. Take... thank you so much it would be thank an absolute you. pleasure to return anytime you want i think there's a lot to digest there for everyone mm -hmm. right now so enjoy the digestion and yeah, yeah beautiful <laughs> and yeah really great yeah. conversations with you both and absolute pleasure and honor to be here thank you so much all right you thank too. You. all right take care everyone <laughs>